Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. So are you a believer in Max Major? Do you believe that Max Major can read minds? Do you believe that Max Major can read your mind? Do you believe anyone can read your mind? Well, either out of curiosity or true believers, there are almost a half a million individuals that follow this YouTube phenomena named Max Major. But that shouldn't surprise us. I mean, let's just be very honest with each other. We, we all believe that we have that same power. We all believe that, well, we can read each other's minds. We can understand the essence of each other. For example, we make assumptions all the time. We assume that we are able to understand and to know what other people believe, even if they necessarily haven't told us. We assume that we know other people's intentions when they do certain things. We can stand back and watch them act, and as they act and do these things, we assume we, knew, we understand why they do those things or perhaps why they don't do those things. Many of us assume that we understand the feelings of others. I find this phenomena to be quite interesting when it comes to partners, those people that are very close to us, to be able to say, well, I know how she's feeling or I know how he's feeling, and then we also seem to understand each other's thoughts. We assume that we know what the other person is thinking. All of these assumptions really are based upon the idea that we know in our mind what's really going on even though we have no proof for it whatsoever. Again, think about that. An assumption is the idea that you know something to be true even when you have no proof to back up that claim. One of the amazing examples of assumptions being played out is found in the Gospel of John. In the Gospel of John, Jesus crosses paths with a blind man. He heals that blind man, and then afterwards, Jesus' followers ask him the following. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Immediately, you recognize that the disciples assume something about this blind man or this blind man's parents. His disciples assumed 
that the reason why he was blind was not an accident. It wasn't by chance. The reason why he was blind was because either he sinned or his parents sinned, and God is punishing them for that. Jesus replies the following, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. Do you hear it? An assumption is made. And Jesus steps back and goes, no. Again, the disciples based their understanding on something that they truly believed. A belief that probably had been handed down to them. And yet, there's no proof for it. And Jesus corrects them and says, your assumption is wrong. Think about that. A story that appears 2,000 years ago, and yet it still resonates with us. A lot has happened in the last 2,000 years. There have been a lot of changes over the last 2,000 years, but certain things about humanity remain the same. And one of them is we love to make assumptions. We love to think that we know far more than what we really do. And perhaps you've been on the receiving end of that. Do you recall what it's like for someone to make assumptions about you? To assume that they understand your beliefs? They assume, assume that they know your intentions, your feelings, your thoughts, all of that. And to think that they know that about us, perhaps not even really knowing us. I've had experiences where other people have made assumptions about me. They've never asked me never thought to inquire as to what my beliefs might be, what my thoughts might have been, what my feelings were. They just assume they know. And what's really troubling is that many of us, when we make assumptions about other people, we like to tell other people. We assume something, and we, in our mind, it's true, so why not tell Ida? Let Ida know. And Ida has to decide if she's going to make that assumption a part of herself or if she's going to dismiss it. It is frustrating when other individuals make assumptions about us without really even knowing us. But this idea of assumptions is far more, far more than just what we do to each other, our interpersonal reaction, interactions with each other. It's far more than that. It encompasses a wide variety of areas of our lives. I'd like to focus on one area in particular, Christianity. What you believe about Christianity 
more than likely, 99% chance that what you believe about Christianity was something that initially came from someone else. We don't live in a vacuum. The influence we have on each other, ideas that are transmitted from one generation to the next, and that happens in Christianity. You were taught, either by your parents, your family, Sunday school, a minister, friends, you were taught certain things about God. And if you learned this at a young age, you really didn't have a filter to be able to discern what you were going to take and what you were going to leave. At a young age, we just kind of open up our mouths and let them feed us whatever they want. And many individuals, they're happy being hand-fed. They don't want to think for themselves. It was good enough for mom and dad, and it's good enough for me. Remember that song? Give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time religion. It's something that we want because we are so busy in other areas of our life. Who has the time to really stop and think about God? to think about human beings, to think about this idea that I have to be saved. Who has the time for all that? But what happens is when we make assumptions about our Christian beliefs, when we have not taken this, uh, the time for ourselves to reflect upon those beliefs, it can lead to all sorts of difficulties. One such difficulty is found in the book of Job. Job is a story about a man who ends up being a pawn between God and the accuser, according to this myth. God and the accuser, they make a deal, but basically the accuser is saying is, oh, by the way, the only reason Job is loyal to you is because you're good to him. But if you remove your hand of protection and you allow life to happen to Job, he'll end up cursing you. And God says, well, let's give it a shot. And Job does suffer, and he suffers deeply. And three of his friends come, and they sit with him for days, and then they finally speak. And as they talk to Job, they tell Job about God. They believe that they know God. They assume that their belief about God is correct. And the premise that they operate upon is this idea that the reason why Job is suffering is because he's done something wrong. Much like the disciples with the blind man. This idea that God punishes people because they've done wrong 
is prevalent throughout the Bible. But the writer of Job was willing to look beyond the assumptions about God. And the writer of this myth says something that is so insightful that is willing to take these ideas about God that have no proof whatsoever for them and be able to just set them aside. And he has God say the following. I, God, am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me. Think about that. This writer is willing to go against the norm. This particular way of understanding God, this writer is able to say, it doesn't work really. And he puts in God's mouth these words, you got me wrong. As a minister... I allow myself, when I'm on the internet, to browse and look at other churches. It never ceases to amaze me how much ministers know about God. They tell everyone, God wants this, God does this, God has this planned for you. For some reason, they have a, know, a knowledge that I don't have unless they're making an assumption. And remember, an assumption is taking something that is true, that you believe to be true, but have no proof for So my question for you is when it comes to your Christian beliefs, how many of those are based upon an assumption? Something that you received from someone else and you just took it and said it must be true. We make assumptions all the time. And many of these assumptions actually are to our benefit. For example, when you go out to eat, and some of you, being Mother's Day, may actually be doing that today. How many of you, when you go to that restaurant and you sit down in your chair and you look at the menu, how many of you stop and reflect and think, hmm, I wonder if the chef is going to poison me today. No? Why? Because you assume something. And the good news is, it makes a lot e- life a lot easier when you have these assumptions. For example, When you're driving your car and you come to a stoplight, we all have the assumption that 
we are able to recognize colors or the order of a color. And that red means we all assume to stop, and green means go, and yellow means speed up. We all have these assumptions, and they allow us to function in life. But at some point, assumptions can become very dangerous. They can hurt our personal relationships. I don't need to talk to you if I already know what you're thinking. When it comes to God, why talk about it? I already understand everything there is to know about God. I assume that what I believe is true. So how do we overcome assumptions? Because the third covenant is this idea that we will not allow ourselves to continue to make assumptions about ourselves and about others and about life in general. Now, there's a wide variety of steps you can take to overcome assumption, but I want to challenge you just to do one. Start asking questions. Don Miguel Ruiz said the following, the way to keep yourself from making assumptions is to ask questions. If you don't understand something, ask. Have the courage to ask questions until you are clear as you can be. And even then, do not assume that you know all there is to know about a given situation. In fact, to overcome assumptions, to make assumptions, to overcome that tendency, it really is a step of humility. To be able to say to yourself, I don't know. And if I don't know, then I can ask questions. So before you assume, learn. Before you make an assumption, ask questions. Have an open mind to the possibility that you might learn something new about yourself. You might learn something new about other people. And perhaps you'll even learn something about God and your Christian beliefs. I wear contacts. One of the reasons I don't enjoy wearing glasses is because they get easy, they get dirty really easy. And the other thing I've discovered is that when I wear glasses, often I don't realize how dirty my glasses really are. I'm looking out at many of you wearing glasses. How clean are your glasses right now? 
Sometimes I'll take out one of those wipes and clean my glasses, usually my sunglasses. We'll clean them, and I put them on, and perhaps you've had this same results, is this, oh, all of a sudden you see things somewhat differently. I think Alan Alda, who starred on the great TV show MASH, I think he understood this when he said the following. Begin challenging your own assumptions. Your assumptions are your windows on the world. Scrub them off every once in a while, or the light won't come in. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.